Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. Now, whenever we talk about this money stuff, especially as we veer down the road towards budgeting, there's one concept that's equally as toxic if done wrong as it is powerful if it's done right. We tend to look at our day job income as the income from which we live on. And we take this somewhat seriously. Hopefully we take it seriously. Some do, some don't. But we all have to take it seriously to some extent because we live on this money. We need this money to survive, to pay our bills. But all the other income in our life, side hustles and bonuses, extra paychecks, second jobs, gifts, tax refunds, stimulus checks, maybe tips if you're working in a tipping type of industry. We tend to think of this income as quote unquote extra. And we just don't take it as seriously as our normal pay. We treat it as extra. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the two reasons why I believe this is a really, really bad thing for us. I'm going to go as far as to say, I think this is toxic. And one of the two reasons it hurts our progress and the other, it hurts our relationships. And I think where I, where I land is that all income is created equal. It doesn't matter to me where the income comes from. It's all equal. And so I'll start with a question. What happens when we view something as merely extra? I don't know about you, but for me and most of the people I have the the privilege of coaching, it's considered extra. It gets burned. It burns a hole right through our pocket. That's why zero-based budgeting is so important because if there's extra left at the bottom of the budget, if we don't assign a home for that, it's gone before we even knew where it went. If it's not part of the plan and we just keep it over here, we house it over here separately, we do some mental gymnastics to justify doing whatever we want with it. That's why tax refunds get spent on crazy stuff. People, people spend their tax refunds on crazy stuff because they don't take it seriously as income. It feels like it's extra. But what if we're trying to accomplish something really important in our finances? What if we're trying to pay off debt? What if we're trying to save for a down payment for a house or fund our kid's college, maybe replace our car or invest in retirement? Or we're trying to get a nice big gift for somebody, uh, a charity, or somebody's in need and we're trying to find a gift for them. Sometimes there's just not a lot extra in the budget each month. You know, we only have so much income and we have all the bills and expenses and needs. And sometimes there's just not a lot left over. So this quote-unquote extra money, it can make all the difference in the world. Think about if you get paid every two weeks. I would say, you know, maybe 70% of people get paid every two weeks. If you get paid every two weeks, you get two extra paychecks a year. You get paid 26 times over 12 months. That means there's two extra paychecks. And if there's two spouses in your, that both work and they have jobs like this, you have four extra paychecks a year. That's real money. Your tax refund, that's not free money. That means you overpaid the government throughout the year and they're giving you a piece of your money back. Or if somebody gives you a gift. Or if you receive a bonus. A bonus isn't extra. A bonus is just a different way your company pays you. 
It's all compensation. It's all part of the same package. If you receive tips, maybe you're in the restaurant industry or the service industry and you receive tips, that money's not extra. It's just paid in cash versus in a paycheck. All income is created equal. Maybe you have an extra job or a side hustle, something that makes you a little bit money on the side. Again, all income is created equal. That money is just as important. And I think to a client, and I had a client meeting last week, and this client, they have some pretty big financial goals that they're trying to accomplish in a very limited period of time. But at the same time, they have a lot of expenses right now. And so when we figured out their monthly budget, there's not a lot extra left over. And if they were relying only on their monthly income from their day job, just from their paychecks, they're not going to achieve these goals. There's just not enough money there and they can't change that. However, we did the math. They each get two extra paychecks a year and they get tax refunds and there's a bonus. Oh, and there's another bonus and there's this and there's that. And we did the math. They're getting 50,000 50, more in this quote unquote extra than they are in their paychecks. That money is the difference between achieving these goals they need to achieve and not. And I even looked at my own journey. You know, we paid off 236,000 of debt in four and a half years. I can guarantee you that didn't just come from the extra in our paycheck every month. There wasn't that much left over in our budget in order to make that much of a difference on the debt. No, we used extra paychecks. We used bonuses. We used anything we could find. Side hustles. My wife babysat. She did some nannying. If you gave us a cash gift in those four and a half years, that cash gift was used in our budget and used to pay off debt. It just was because all income is created equal, even gift. Everything we received was funneled through the budget and it was used to do what we needed to do. And at that, in that season of life, it was paying off debt. So that's how you pay off 236000 in four and a half years all income is created equal and we have to respect it as such. So that's the first reason why all income is equal is an important concept. Here's the second one. We cannot predetermine what income is used for what expenditures. That is a toxic concept. And I'm going to explain why. On the surface, you might be thinking, well, that doesn't sound that bad or that actually sounds good. But I'm going to explain why in a second. But first, I want to clarify, all there is is income and all there is are expenses. It's money in and it's money out. Because all income is created equal, all there is is money in. Also, we need to, to clarify, if you're married, marriage is unity. It is one. We have become one. And so I'm going to give you an example of how this can play out in a really toxic fashion. And I hear this a lot, and not people I coach. People I coach don't typically do this because we talk about this, but people around me that mention it to me. And they'll say, his income is used to pay the bills and her income is used to fund X, Y, Z. Okay, that, maybe that doesn't sound bad, but let me, let me really dig in to, to, to clarify what they're saying. What they're saying is that it's his income and her income. That is his income? And that is her income. And what you're also saying is that his income is more important. His income pays the bills. We need his income 
Hers is for the extra stuff. That devalues her income, which is wrong if all income is created equal. That also puts a lot of pressure on her. If her income is used for X, Y, Z, we're relying on her continuing to make that money in order for X, Y, Z to happen. And if she doesn't make that income, X, Y, Z doesn't happen. That's a lot of pressure. That can lead to resentment, to control issues, to guilt. And does that mean that he gets to make all the decisions around their basic living expenses? About their needs and, and the foundation of their finances? Because it's his income, does he get to make that decision then? Because it's his income? What if her dreams change? What if she wants to stay at home with the kids? Does she bear the burden then of not being able to fund XYZ any longer? Because she wasn't able to pay for it because she doesn't have an income anymore. And if you carry that forward, what if she does leave the workforce and all you have is his income? Does that mean he should be making the decisions because it's his income? That, that's so toxic. How should it work? All we have is money in and all we have is money out. And if that's true, all income is created equal. In the, in the marriage, we need to jointly decide how we're going to handle it. And at best, in our marriage, I made about 80% of the income, she made 20%. And through most of our marriage, I've made 100% of our income and she made 0%. But here's how much decision-making she had. We jointly made every financial decision. Every major financial decision, we did that together. Because it's not my income. It's our income. All of it. It's our income. And I have two stories to really illustrate this. Both involving my wife. And I didn't ask her if I could talk about this. So I'm going to have to forgive or ask for forgiveness later. Many, many years ago, as we were, when we got out of debt, we paid off the debt and my wife was started to nanny more. And she kind of nannied on the side. So she had her day job and then she had her nanny job. And I remember she got that first paycheck from her nannying and she said that she was talking about how she was going to spend it. She was going to use it maybe for personal spending or whatnot. And I said, wait, 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 wait. This is our income. And she goes, well, no, this is my income. I made it doing this. It's not part of our day job. This is my income, Travis. And I said, by that same logic then, are you saying I get to do whatever I want with my annual bonuses? And she said, well, no. And I asked her, what's the difference? And she thought about it and she said, you're right. There is no difference. All there is is money out and all there is is money in. And so all income is created equal. And so since that moment, we've, we've been in unity. No matter what money we make or how it's made, it's part of the budget, always. Now, there might be more personal spending. If my wife makes more money on a given month, there might be more personal spending. But this money isn't used for personal spending. The money goes into the budget, and then we decide how is it going to be used holistically in our life. Fast forward a decade later. During the middle of COVID, my wife decides she's going to start door dashing. She's going to go deliver food to people. And I think it's really, it was really a way for her to get away from me and the kids and be able to listen to her podcast. And she calls it her podcasting time. Maybe she's listening to this podcast. If so, hello, Sarah. And now 
when she started doing this, I remember somebody asked her, so Sarah, are you using this money? You're going to use this money then for personal spending? This is a little side income for you to spend however you want? And I remember she told me the story and she said, well, no, this goes into our budget. And I remember people were kind of dumbfounded by that idea. And even people mentioned it to me. They're like, well, it's nice that your wife can make a little side income for herself. That, that's not respectful to her. That diminishes the value of her contributions. It makes it sound like it doesn't matter what she does. It does matter. I love her fully and I respect her fully in whatever she brings financially to the, to the family. I'm grateful for it. And she doesn't have to. She can do whatever she wants. But I'm not going to devalue her by saying, ah, that, that little piddly stuff you make, you go do whatever you want with it. No, no, that's not honoring to the marriage. All the money that we each make goes into the budget and we decide collectively together where it goes. And this is really important concept because if you do have two incomes and then one of the spouses steps away from the workforce or they step into a role that pays significantly less, are they less valuable to the marriage? Do they have less say? Do they have less decision power? They shouldn't. And if they do, that is toxic and we are heading down a bad road. And if you're cutting up expenses, if, you're, if, you're, if your finances are separate, if your spouses, I'm just going to tell you, this is really unhealthy. And I have people all the time that'll tell me, Travis, it works for us. Here's, what, here's the thing they're not thinking about. Their sample size is one. They think it works well for them. I'm telling you, it doesn't. It doesn't work well. Can it work okay? Sure. But I promise you, it doesn't work as well as if you were to do it together. You're just glorified roommates at that point. And so my encouragement is if you're married or you're going to get married, really consider doing it together, treating it as all our income. Make those decisions jointly, regardless of whether your, your income is split 50-50 or 100-0. All income matters the same, and both spouses should have an equal say in that. And if we do that right and we navigate that, we can cut this money stuff out of being an issue in our marriages. And I always joke around and I always say, I have enough problems in my marriage that I can't afford money to be one of them. And it's kind of a half joke, half not joke. But seriously, if we can get this money stuff right, we can just focus on going and living a life of meaning. Enjoy loving on each other, loving on our kids, loving on others, making an impact in this world. That's important. Fighting about money arguing about what's what, what goes where. Oh, I don't want to do that. And I don't want you to do that either. You deserve better than that. And arguing about that stuff and having all those, those conversations, that's normal, but you deserve better than normal. And so after you listen to this, I would love your feedback. Cole and I would love your feedback to hear what do you think. Have you experienced this? Have you, have you had these conversations? Have you had these issues in your relationships? We would love to hear from you about that. And if you'd like to reach out to us outside of the podcast, you can find Meaning Over Money on Instagram. You can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. You can find our YouTube channel. And of course, we always have Meaning Over Money, the financial course for young adults, where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. And that's at meaningover.money. And we love our podcast listeners so much that if you want 25% off of any of our courses, you can do that by using the promo code PODCAST25 podcast 
25. So if you want more than the podcast has to offer and you want to go deeper, we want to be there for you. That is a great option. But if it's not an option for you, we hope you continue to enjoy our podcast and we hope that it takes you take relevant information from it and it adds value to your journey. Take care, guys. 